0: It's Monday, March 28th. Shop Talk is underway and this is Talk Commerce. Are you tired of the monotonous sales outreach that never seems to get traction? Do you need to contact thousands of prospects for your sales team? Need appointments booked at scale? This week, we interview Tyler Kemp with LeadRoll and talk about how qualified sales appointments for high-ticket service providers and SaaS startups helps them grow dramatically. LeadRoll delivers unlimited sales bandwidth, quick turnarounds, and unbeatable service, helping closers flood their calendars with qualified leads. Talk Commerce is brought to you by ChipBot. Are you enjoying answering the same question over and over every day? Do you wonder why people are leaving your site? Are you sick of knowing how many carts are left abandoned, moments away from a sale? Or are you just getting exhausted, thinking about parsing all that data from your website? I recently found this great tool that I installed on the Talk Commerce website. You can see it live right now at talk-commerce.com, ChipBot Pylons, and ChipBot Nexus are two tools integrated into one plugin that helps you manage your site smarter. It took me less than 15 minutes to configure and install. I have a thumbnail video that I recorded myself and I can instruct visitors on something to do and an action to take. You also have the option of configuring different action items like send me an email. Through ChipBot Nexus I can answer questions and more importantly I can learn from my clients by listening to what they are asking for. And if you thought it couldn't get any better, you can log into your dashboard and get metrics on what your visitors are doing on your site. During the installation process, I got fantastic support and ChipBot helped me to make my bot even better. Try it today. It's free. Go to GetChipBot.com and sign up today. That's GetChipBot.com. G-E-T-C-H-I-P-B-O-T.com. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Tyler Kemp. Tyler, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us maybe your day-to-day job and and some of your inspirations in life, what you're what you're doing nowadays.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, Brent. Really appreciate it. Um, For those of you guys who don't know me, I'm the chairman of the board at intentflow.com. I'm also the CEO of a a high-end, high-ticket outbound sales company called leadroll.co. My journey, I've been in demand gen for uh, a very long time. I was on the marketing advisory board of a $16 billion finance company in my mid 20s. I'm in my 30s. Now I before that I was in the lending space doing my team. Uh, we did 120 million a year in loan volume year over year, growing 20% year over year. Um, and now uh, I've got um I guess we're we're just pressing on quickly towards crazy tech innovation i my days are spent in ai and machine learning and, and other fun things to try to solve the gigantic problems of um demand gen for both inbound outbound high ticket low ticket you name it but really um yeah i've uh i am not usually the smartest guy in the room but i do my best
0: yeah, I am also not the smartest guy in the room, so we hopefully there'll be some listeners that are smarter than us and and uh, can can <laughs> get something out of this. Uh, you, today I want to talk about the future of I demand Jam well. for e-com and I think you're the perfect guest to have to talk about that. Um, you give us a little background on on what is the future of of demand gen right now.
1: Yeah, so you know Brand obviously, as you and I were talking before we even started recording, there are massive problems facing e-commerce, facing um, uh, really demand gen as we know it, and those problems are based around the 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 privacy laws um, coming about. You could see changes like, of course, iOS 14 was a big deal, iOS 15. Um, and as they continue to progress in their different versions, they are tightening their grip on how much data is available, third party cookies are going away, the writing is on the wall for what I'll call pixel based approaches, right, cookies, pixels, um, any strategy that is really based around that is going to get destroyed and crushed and that includes your ad strategy i mean especially your ad strategy it's already happening right now that you just cannot well unless you have uh some very specific tech advantage um it is very difficult to track your your visitors to your website full funnel even some of the 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 uh supposed cutting edge tech out there. Companies, uh, um, like I love Alex Becker and Hyros and what they are trying to do. But but my understanding of, of what they do is e- even with that, with the changes that have happened to Facebook ads, I mean, Facebook's being absolutely crushed right now, at least as, as of this recording. Um, and they, they are scrambling to to fix the the tracking, because it's, it's just junk even even these other companies have they're getting a 25 percent match rate uh, as they try to track their visitors through the full funnel um unless they are well uh, there are ways that that these can be improved but it's not easy and your average person running these running stores maybe they're running stores on shopify or magento or their stores on big commerce or maybe they're even just uh, using something else that is powered by their website it is a very scary future for those who don't understand the problem and who don't invest right now in how to fix it so uh if they can't track their ads properly you can't optimize them can't optimize them you're you're going to be in in big trouble um and so yeah, that's certainly a topic I'd be more than happy to to, to dive into. I think it'd be very valuable for us.
0: Um, yeah, maybe we, that, could, uh, we could we could look at. How
1: can I elaborate on that?
0: Yeah, let's let's look at the pixel. Maybe explain what that means, pixel-based approach for those who don't understand it. So, when,
1: so right now, you have your technology. Let's just say you have a Facebook. Um, advertising pixel that you're placing on your, your website or some other tracking, whether you're using Google Analytics or some third party analytics tracker, or you're using some um, CDP that's trying to unify your customer journey, like segment or all of these are, are platforms that will give you a pixel that you can put on your, your store, your, your storefront or your website of some kind. And uh, and obviously, I'm tailoring the conversation around e-commerce because that's uh, uh, what I presume our listenership is today. But um, the fact is, is these these pixels will will fire, but Google is making it so that anything that's cookie-based. So if you're trying to tap into a, a or, or place a, a cookie on a browser, and that's really how a lot of advertising is done today um it will not be placed it, they will not allow it to be placed on chrome ios is is making the same moves right now the changes of ios 14 were that they're they're limiting how much you're able to receive from that as well and and ios 15 makes it so that every safari user uses a vpn uh, by default which also makes it really hard to to actually track and and some think this is beneficial i my personal uh belief is that they're just consolidating their power right they're making it really really hard for other people to compete and what that's going to mean is that your average stores that aren't amazon are going to be are going to have a very hard time making ads work that's the net that's the net problem your ads won't work if you don't solve the problem of and your, let's have your tracking.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. define they. So you said they are consolidating their power and I know that like they, uh, the big iOS. Tech. Yeah, big tech. Okay. So, tech. um yep. iOS, the iOS 14 change d- doesn't it helps the consumer. It doesn't really help anybody else, right? Does it help Apple? And
1: frankly, frankly it doesn't how does it it doesn't really help the consumer either. The person that they're stopping so the internet is based around today. The internet is based on uh, tailored advertising. That's the heartbeat of the internet. What, what you do when you remove stuff like that is you just you get noise instead. You don't get tailored stuff. And I think, so we're actually a, a pretty big proponent of, of privacy, personal privacy, but uh, the fact is, whether we like it or not, the information's already out there, right? Every time we, we click like, on a post every time we uh, watch a YouTube video, big tech is taking all of these signals and they are learning about you and you're you're training their AI on what you like and what you don't like and who you are, what you believe and what you don't believe. And they get paid through through their ad platforms to change your opinion. That's how it works. Their their net product of Google is to change your mind on something. Um, And they do that. by by controlling your attention. So if we don't have targeted ads, it's, I mean, the the ones who win are the ones who already have your data. They already have it all. Google already has it all. iOS already has it all. Um, They don't lose. The ones who lose are your small shops, your mid-market companies even, who are trying to sell something, your 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 smbs your small businesses that are trying to uh to have a presence how are they going there it's going to be extremely hard to compete against the likes of amazon um you think it's hard now just wait two years from now um the changes on google will actually take effect um and, of course, the more US, the U.S. goes towards a GDPR-type environment um, with privacy laws coming out in every, every state right now, uh, progressively, there is going to be a lot. It's going to in, increase the bar uh, in terms of how much knowledge and tech proficiency a company has to have in order to compete at all, which means that those who don't have money today will have a very hard time you're going to start to see a uh, your top players in the space in every different space and then everyone else at the bottom and the the disparity of wealth is going to get larger because those with money will buy out the attention on the platforms where they where everyone plays Google Ads Facebook Ads Instagram, of course, and meta ads, whatever those end up looking like in the future and uh, banner ads, Google display. Um, And so the only way you can compete with, with the ones with the the most money is to be way smarter. You have to have higher leverage. And frankly, our opinion is that you have to be able to uh, to lower your customer acquisition costs below the market rate. If you can do that, then you stand a fighting chance.
0: Well, I like that you mentioned GDPR so that that's just a, um, a law that the EU instituted a couple of years ago now that requires you to opt in any cookie on any website that's being displayed or business being done in the European Union. Do you think that People just didn't think that was going to happen in the rest of the world because um, that was really the writing on the wall of what was to come, right? And what's happened right. now with Apple and some of the other tech partner people is that this is becoming the norm instead of the outlier.
1: Yeah. One of the real problems with GDPR is that they required opt-in consent for certain kinds of marketing. Um Requiring, requiring a opt-in consent for a cookie is one thing, but also third-party data, because we're moving to a, a, a world where first-party first party data, when, and, and for those of you who don't know, first-party data is data that you own. Um, Second-party data is, is data that you um, might have, f- like your marketing generates some data, and now you have that. Um, and then third-party data is data that you typically will buy from from somebody else. And so, much of the market right now is moving towards third-party data, um, especially the big players, right? So, my clients—I mean, we 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 have clients like Zoom Video, TikTok, right? Um, along with other publicly traded companies of various shapes and sizes and small companies. I mean, it ranges the, the whole scope of folks right? I mean, And it, just for context as well to the listeners, right? I, um, I, so at intent flow, um, we process 100 times more data than zoom info does in a day. So if any of you are in the B2B space, and you've heard of zoom info, they're publicly traded, they're larger than us and revenue and things like that, they're, they're uh, Uh, a great market leader, but um, we do have some tech advantage against them. Um, um, And actually, we also solve just a different problem, right? We we approach building lead lists in a completely different way. But we do sell third party data and second party data um, as a as a service. But the so this is coming from a, a place of experience, I processed 50 terabytes of of information, billions and billions of of data points. Just last month, <laughs> um, so we deal in big data. We deal in AI. I understand. You know, we deal in machine learning, and uh, our whole thing is we want to democratize some of this so that the biggest players in the world aren't the only ones who have that power. Because if everyone else is using AI and machine learning and 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 uh, behavioral analytics, behavioral analytics, meaning targeting based on what someone does, not just who they are. Um, If they all have that and you don't, it's a big problem for you. And I know this because I know what what it can do. Um, And so our mission here has been to to make it accessible to your mid market companies, you know, typically not smaller than companies doing between 300,000 half a million. Um, But if you're anywhere above that, then, then typically behavioral analytics and behavioral data is what you need. But third party, since the markets moving to third party data, what that what that means is GDPR, there's a whole bunch of limits there in the United States today. You can still do a whole lot. You have a lot of freedoms, but it's getting tighter, and, and uh, we're we're sort of watching the noose get tied around the neck of small business. But they don't know it's there yet. A lot of them. Um, what's going to happen though is that string, that rope is going to get pulled a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter. And like a like a uh, lobster getting boiled, um, uh, some of these some of these laws are going to make it hard to compete. Not for not for everyone. If you're already winning big, then you're just going to find your competition will never emerge. Um, they just won't. They won't get out of startup phase because they won't have unless they have a lot of capital investment. Um, but but really, we want to help make sure that doesn't happen. That's a rabbit trail, but important stuff. Obviously, something I'm passionate about because um, if you're not concerned about this and you're listening, then you should be concerned. You should be very concerned. Um, your ads will not perform if you're an ad-based company. You got to fix it. You got to fix this problem before the rope gets pulled. Otherwise, well.
0: All right. They're, so they're, um, they're, we've identified the yeah. problem. Let's just say the problem is how are you going to get your ads? That, to simplify, how are you going to get your ads out there for? to target the people you want, so you're not just doing the shotgun approach of having an ad that targets everybody, right? So we want, You want the relevant people to see that ad. I know we, we, in our green room, we talked about, hey, let's get to some solutions for some of these problems. And this is, we don't want to paint it as doom and gloom, but for a lot of advertisers or for a lot of merchants, and I think you identified it right, is that this is going to hurt the smallest merchants the most, the mom and pops, right? If you get into the bigger in the market, yeah, if you get We're into
1: talking your 50 million dollar companies, they'll fill this too.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's let's go through three different or three questions. Like, how are they going to prepare for this changing landscape? How are they going to identify these leads in that? And then how can they lower their acquisition costs of those leads? So let's start with that first one. How do we how do they how do they start preparing for this landscape?
1: And maybe i should even clarify every company no matter what the size is is going to feel it that relies on inbound ads and if you're doing outbound you're going to feel it um, b2b a little bit less but definitely any b2c you're going to feel it um the only the big companies though they're going to solve it and the, the smaller ones won't unless they are very intentional so how do you solve this well the answer the answer uh has to not rely on cookies because that's that's done. As it's as good as dead. Um it's not dead yet. We've got we've got two years of it of it being viable. But we talked about the writing on the wall at GDPR. The writing on the wall is there too, in a big way, right? So it's not gonna be very long until that goes away, until you aren't gonna be able to just um uh place a facebook pixel and I mean, even right now if you place your facebook pixel you're getting such a small amount of of uh your actual visitors as as uh, attributable leads to your your ads and so yes targeting is the problem and the other problem is optimizing you just can't optimize if you if you don't know who's doing what you can't track them full funnel then you got big problems so uh, what i can say is that one of the ways that this can be solved for uh, for listeners today is um, you you need to you need to invest in technology that has solved, that can solve some of this outside just the platform. So if you're just using platform native components like the Facebook Pixel only, and you're going to rely on that, or Google Analytics only um, you're not going to get the the full picture. Also, if you're going to rely on native targeting for your ads, using, you know, if you again, you're selling shoes, so I've got one client makes 9 million a year selling vacuum parts. What he what we're doing is at intent flow is obviously, we're, we're trying to solve the problem we, we are solving and kind of have solved the problem. Um, at least in one way. So I'll tell you how how we've solved the problem. What we are doing is we already own as a company, the data on on just about everybody. So we already we have that too, right 230 million b2b records, United States only, I don't mess with uh, EU GDPR. So everything we do it's beholden to US regulation. Um, and uh, around 270 million consumer records with hundreds of features. I know who likes cats and dog versus dogs. I know who likes walking versus jogging. I know who likes board games or video games, or who likes buying children's, uh, you know, baby clothes, or if they have if they have grandchildren, how old their children are. I know it all, um, and I have this information because I'm partnered with government as a partner of mine. Uh, credit bureaus um, i 've got uh, deep partnerships with with fortune one hundred fortune five hundred um, all keeping my data up to date perpetually um, and i've got uh, I have behaviors on actually around se- anonymous behaviors on seventy three percent of all internet traffic in the United States um, what we do at Teflo is we we take the we take the anonymous behavior and we append it. We de-anonymize it and we append it with an owned identity and we say, oh, hey, so-and-so is actually categorically in market for shoes. Okay? Um, Or I can get very specific. I can say Nike's. Um, In fact, what we do is a keyword-based approach. So I, I can couple ways to, to approach this problem. One is your targeting. So we solve that through just building a better lead list, owning identity first. If you have an identity, an email even, you can feed that back to Facebook or any platform and target that person and you can create lookalikes off that person and you're, and if that if that person is sourced in a way that your targeting is way better. In this case, we target, we supply these leads by behavior and on a performance basis. In fact, we have a guarantee in 90 days, if what we supply doesn't outperform literally any marketing, any kind of targeting they do inbound or outbound in 90 days, you know, they're not held to any contracts or anything. It's all performance-based. But, and it's about 98% cheaper than, any other way they'd get the this information, you know, they're not paying nearly the same amount. So about 75% reduction in CAC on average, uh, and about 65% reduction in ad spend um, for the same row as so the improving your targeting having third party data or second party data, naturally, that's going to solve the problem because no longer is it based on a cookie, it's based on an identity. So the Other answer is how do you get more identity of the right people? Another thing we can do, we know without a cookie, and even if someone's using a VPN, which is actually cool and scary at the same time, um, if someone visits your website and you have the intent flow pixel, um, then we can actually resolve that person's identity about. 50%, 60% of the time and tell you, hey, not only is this just an anonymous something or other, we can tell you who it is and then what pages they're, they're all visiting. And based on that, you can radically improve your targeting. You know exactly what blog they visited. You know exactly what product they were looking at and who it is. And now you can target at a whole new way because... You know, if you are just relying on, you can have a pixel, but if you just rely on that pixel telling you, oh hey, you know here here's a here's a pixel-based audience, versus now I have an identity. That pixel pixel-based audience isn't gonna isn't gonna work forever, um, but with an identity you can target forever. So, invest in tech that's going to give you that identity. I would think is really the the best approach. Um, you know, we typically receive, I mean, we have the ability now we're working on this stuff. We can, we can track full funnel for advertisements, um, on about 92% accuracy, uh, or about 92% of all advertising based traffic, full funnel. Um, even the nearest, next nearest thing I've ever seen is 25% on that so probably lost a few people there but um, trying to fit a lot into a short time
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, just to be clear this is not an advertisement for intentflow uh so we we should broaden our scope on on solutions and not focus it intently on intentflow and how you'll solve well, their problem but there are some i mean everybody in the world isn't going to be able to solve their problem with intentflow and if we completely and, no, and, and we do have a lot of so users in getting? in um In Europe, so Germany and England are one of my big downloading points. Um, What are those users going to do? Sure. And even you know, we have a lot of users in India as well. And uh, there's a few. There are a few consumers in India. I'm being sarcastic there. There's 1.4 billion people there, and. I think a billion of them are online, but whatever, you know, those people all That's, do all, like this is a worldwide problem. problem. And, and I think that uh, helping them to solve this, I think that certainly Europe has experienced this for years now, right? Or some somewhat of it. Yep. Now it's being compounded. So what do those people do? What if, what if I'm sitting in Newcastle, England? What do I do?
1: Yeah. You know, I don't envy you. That's what I would say. I, I don't envy it. I I think it's not all. It is not all doom and gloom. Uh, but but it, the reason I emphasize it that way is because there's cause for concern. I think if you're living in England right now, um, which my understanding too is UK is actually not a part of GDPR anymore, but they have their own version of it, um, and they are. You're going to have to solve it one way or the other. Now, how are you going to solve it? I don't think that you can solve it. I don't think it's going to be able to be solved without, without finding somebody who has built tech, who has... Sol- who has gotten closer to solve it frankly i i don't know a whole lot of places that have solved it other than us i so as much as it's not an an intent flow advertisement i really don't think that's uh certainly not my intention but the but the point is whether it's us or somebody else what what will you do what can you do you have to find you've got to find some company i think or try to solve it yourself but i it is so beyond complicated. I just don't think without, without many, many millions and without owning a whole lot of data, um, and data is very costly. It costs a whole lot of money to, to play at this level. Um, it's hard to solve. So you have to find a partner who has built tracking tools capable of working in a cookie-less world.
0: And do you think um, that you know you mentioned Google Chrome and and that whole Google Sphere and I don't the adoption of Google search is is still like 95% of the of the world uses Google search is Google intently intentionally cutting their cutting their advertisements out or are they going to keep themselves in their own little bubble keep their 95% of the world and start retargeting to the, just themselves. I know we're, we're talking about how Facebook and and iOS devices, but the majority of those people, even on an iOS device, open up Chrome on their iOS device, or maybe most of them yep. use Safari now. But whatever, oh, that that most people use Chrome. Mm-hmm. That within that those those parallel little bubbles. You know, if you're on Safari, if you're on Chrome, or if you're just using Facebook, those tip those users are going to start getting experiences that are only within there but the big like you said earlier the big players are the ones that are going to win and um and if google is going to do the do the same practice they're really in the best position to to target and use those users
1: they want you to just use google that's the point because when they they have the data, you're on Chrome, they already have your They've they've got it right, so they will have what they need, and you're using google apple Amazon has what they need because guess what most of the internet is built on a w s right now, and so uh in facebook with their with their meta play obviously they they've they're pivoting because they're very concerned about all this this stuff too they're trying to keep things in house. That's what you're going to start to see is um, more and more Google is trying to say, well, we've got it all, and you want it to play in our world. Pay us. So you're going to pay for Google ads. Um, You're going to – and again, if everyone's paying for the same attention in the same spot in the same exact way, it's a race to the bottom. You're – the person who spends the most wins. Well, the one who's going to spend the most are the ones who have the most money. What about the other guy? So that's why this is concerning. I think um, for those of you interested, there is uh, a movement out there proposed by a company called The Trade Desk. And they, um, there's something called Unified ID 2.0. I don't know if it will be successful or not. It's just one way that might solve some of the problem. It is a conglomerate effort to try to create other unique identifiers other than cookie um, and be able to to maintain tailored advertisement across the internet, where someone actually opts in just once to to uh, to be to have a, an ID and unified ID 2.0, um, and then they can receive tailored advertising without a cookie. That's one way. And so companies that are tapped into that um, maybe will see that solve it, but also maybe not um there's a there's a chance that it doesn't succeed as an initiative. And we're built around that. And the, the real problem is I, I think if anything the takeaway is don't be caught unaware about this and, and really you you're whether you're small or you're you're medium size or even if you're an enterprise and you haven't solved this yet and you're listening to this um, and you've got um hundreds of millions of uh visitors to your your e-com store start thinking about how you're going to get that person's identity. So if you can have their identity one way or another, um, or match them even with, a, with, a, with some identifier that is not going to go away when it's not just, oh, hey, they're, they're, they're pixeled in this pixel audience now, but actually I, I have them some other way that, that I can retain in perpetuity. If you can get that through whatever means – then you will be able to uh, to thrive in the the next environment. And then the next step forward is figure out a way to. I mean, the, the top players in ecom right now, they're all they're they are talking to us, right? Because they they want to target by behavior when everyone else is stuck with with really outdated, like with broad shotgun based approaches. We help people. Snipe, and if they have that power and you don't, whether you're using a template or not, didn't I mean? Behavior is behavior. AI and machine learning are the future, and if you're not investing in that kind of tech um, in your demand gen, you're going to see that your competition, who does invest in that, is getting a much lower cost to acquire a customer, and they are able to outspend you to a degree of about. On average, fifty to a hundred times um, lower. Um, that's that's a problematic if you're if you're small and the big guys are getting the same person fifty to a hundred times cheaper than you. But on the other hand, you can get it fifty to a hundred times cheaper than them, or or other other players in your space. But not if you wait too long. I mean, it, it, marketing changes way too quick in this space. So. Um, AI is changing the game very, very fast. So Do you think um, a lot of AI companies coming out to, to look at.
0: Do you think this uh, this rush away from cookies or opt-in cookies, uh, if the cookie is soon to be dead or some dead in the next couple of years, that um, there's gonna have to be a reinvention of how you're going to identify those users? And then the second part of that question is, um, whatever information you have, if you can't collect the new information, let's just say I decide to instead of just jogging, I start to run. And, and mm-hmm. I've now it has to be up to date. Yeah. Because you know, you're de- identifying a user that was in some state six six, twelve months ago. How how is that gonna be able to keep up to date?
1: Yep. It has to be it has to be kept up to date actually, and uh, otherwise it, it, it's completely ineffective in right there's typically in B2C markets, a 30 day window for for certain things, any more than that, and it's outdated. So um, B2B, sometimes you can go between uh, 90 days and up to six months for long sales cycles. Uh, But the the fact is, it's, it's not an easy problem to solve, you have to have you have to have a lot of information, right. So for example, if I know uh, that if I've got anonymous behaviors on a large portion of the internet, and I can de-anonymize that, and I can say, "Oh well, hey, uh, now," in fact, what we can do is, I mean, the way we solve it is we just say, "Well, actually, I could, I could tell that someone was in market for shoes yesterday, right? Running shoes. Oh, they just bought a. Uh, they're looking for a dog," um, and so since that's possible you can only you can imagine that 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 is going that it changes the, the landscape. It just you have that versus people buying just demographics, or not even that people just what running ads to what Facebook thinks is is uh, an audience. I mean, it it's you, you can it's common sense that that's not going to be remotely as as targeted, our data set for B2C gets updated every two weeks. Um, in terms of like, all real estate transactions, updated every two weeks for us, right? Every single time someone does a real estate transaction. The point is, that information is, it has to be kept up to date. So um, but where where you will get it, this is another important part, Brent, if you try to win alone, that's going to be really hard in the coming world, right? I have found myself that that you can win as a gang, right, you kind of have to develop uh, partnerships, and that partnerships and speed and radical innovation. You know, look at what Tesla's doing. That's, it tells you it's new, new models of doing business are coming out all the time. And um, the it will be harder to win without without partnerships. So I think um, a lot of this is foreign to to companies that are, you know, that are just busy in the day to day, fixing their, their current challenges, or, or they've got some success, and they want to really ride on it. But um, companies who do uh, understand the bigger picture of what's happening? Well, th- it's important to find partnerships with with big data, because if you don't have it, uh, well, it's just going to be really hard in the future. So. Let's
0: let's switch to B2B really quick, because I know you've mentioned that a couple times. Um, there is a motivation from a B2B... Well, number one, a lot of B2B companies will firewall their product catalog unless you're a user. And then we've now seen B2B companies not want their site to be they they try to block all the cookies as well if they can because they don't want necessarily their users their competitors to know their users are on their site is it kind of backwards on b2b like there's more of a like they there's less information but there's more information available like zoom info if you look up b2b you know that there's users that are using they're in an industry which you can use that vertical but it's a lot harder to get specifics on what those users are and that it's also not a specific user and just maybe a user at a company who, who has a job for a year and they're moving on to the next thing. Is that a challenge right now or is that it always been a challenge in B2B? B2B, uh, is
1: a little bit wild west still, which is great. Um, there's not been a whole lot of innovation in B2B targeting for quite some time. Um, but firmographic targeting is standardized. So you can you can go a lot of different places and do a lookup on job title. I mean, even LinkedIn, right? Sales Navigator, you get something. Um, and there's scraping companies out there who just do a bunch of scraping. And it, again, you, you do face qualitative challenges when that's the approach. Um, I think that the it works the way it's done right now. But there's a lot of waste, I think uh, I, I would venture to say there's about actually 97% waste because only 3% of uh, according to everything that we've I mean, what we dabble in um and for reference here, again, hundreds of B2B clients um, doing outreach for high ticket products over at lead Roll, where we run their whole campaign. So uh, we go all the way to the book call. So this is a, an imminent thing that we deal with all the time is where what does your lead list? Who are you targeting with your with your outbound? And if that targeting isn't really refined, you have to send a whole bunch of it, and you. And if it's not really hyper tailored, it's got problems. Um, but in terms of lead list, I think the next wave of of innovation is going to be around what what is called modeling, machine learning modeling. And it's amazing to me how many folks I talk to that that their eyes glaze over. They they have no idea what this is. Um, it's like. What the hell is modeling? Um, so it's good you're, if you're listening to this, know what this is. It's it's where you can take machine learning to find patterns. And and so even with us, right, we have – it's already way better what we do than, uh, like, degrees of magnitude better than a Bombora or a Click-A-G uh, for intent. But um, a lot of people who use intent data stuff, they're not hyper-impressed. Um, based on what they've done with, with these other companies um, because it's actually been incomplete in B2B and B2C. What needs to happen is take your ideal your ideal market based on who's actually buying from you and then let machine learning find patterns on that and then use that pattern to go find more people like that. That's really the the right approach for B two B into the future. Um, again, it only r- works well if you have access to a, a lot of data. But um, imagine this, right? Imagine that that I have B two B records, and I know not only that they're chief whatever, and that they're in X Y Z industry, and that company's doing. X revenue, but I also know um, about them personally, if I also know that they have uh, that they enjoy that they do charitable donations, let's just say or, or other things. And I know that about them. And I know that about if I could know that about all of your clients, let's just pretend. And then what if I could take that? And then model it with machine learning, create a prediction score, and then that prediction score gets applied to 230 to 270 million people to say, "Oh, hey, these ones are the highest. Like, actually, these are the five people to call today." That is, and you know, ten out of eight out of ten of these people will buy from you if you call them like right now. Um, that is the future of of even what we're working on right now and it'll be ready by q1 um but i think that that's going to continue to be a pattern you see in companies in b2b as uh, as, uh, really the next echelon of of efficiencies in, in targeting and it's going to be
0: true for b2c as well that's great thank you tyler um hey we've got a couple minutes left if um if you had one bit of advice in this time, ta- in these changing times, what would you give to a merchant right now who wants to lower their acquisition costs for um, inbound?
1: Um, yeah, the, to lower your to lower your CAC, you you have to you have to have competitive leverage. So um, y- you cannot you cannot the don't believe the adage, right? I mean, the, the person who, who can pay the most to a customer for a customer wins. Yes, they win. But they, the, I would, I would say that uh, actually, the, the person who can pay the least amount to acquire a customer will win in the coming market. So um, focus on making an initiative to lower your cap, right? Figure out how can I make this lower in the answers are simple. You can either optimize your website and your shopping experience to to convert better, or you can also improve your targeting, or and or you can improve your nurturing. Right? I mean, those are really some of your your options. And of course, improve your product. There's there's a couple more things you can do. But um, if you focus really your uh, attention there, and I and I I know that's something you even do, Brent, right? Optimizing some of the their shopping experience i mean so i think that is a a a huge part of it because that needs to convert and needs to convert well and it needs to be a well-oiled machine and fully scalable and then of course your dimension um uh if you need to don't be slow if you were to just ask me generically what your what my best advice is right now is don't be slow because there's um there are a lot there's so much innovation happening right now and there's too much to for for most folks to to really even begin to wrap their heads heads around it's just so much information um but if you can really focus on targeting one problem at a time and innovating on your demand gen know that the the industry is going to is is going to innovate and you have to innovate you can't you can't just sit on it and hope that this problem doesn't hit or that it will go away, it must be solved. So figure out how you're going to solve it. Of course, you know, I'm biased because I uh, have solved it. So I would suggest that that they look into in market intelligence and behavioral targeting and uh, especially B2C. I mean, it's so easy to get to get reduction in cap with what we do because I mean, there's uh, the math, the math is so simple. Um, I mean, we get wins are easy when you have first party data, or third, uh, when you have uh, owned third party data, even. Um, but it's hard to do if you're if you're relying on native platforms. So I think look into it. Um whether with us or, or, or you know, see what you can find out there.
0: Perfect. And uh, um, yeah, thank you for that. As we close out, I always give people an opportunity to do a shameless plug so uh anything you'd like to plug today what what would you like to give a plug yeah,
1: to? i have no shameless plug really i mean i i obviously talked about intent flow. i think the i don't really to be frank with you man i mean some listeners many listeners here might be too small for for to even work with us right but those who, who can should look into it but uh you to learn more about the problems and the solutions, we have a resource, which is free in flow.com slash thesis. There's a video, it's a bit long, but it goes through some of the market changes in a bit more detail. And um, our proposed solution to that and, and how we've gone ahead and solved it. And there's some technical resources too on request that people can get. And um, if someone even wants to know, if what, what we would do works for them in their situation, we would run the math. We can run the math with them in five minutes and know how much the rest of their market has to pay to uh, doing some quick competitive intelligence. We do that on our sales calls, like look at what the what the market is right now for their their product, how much it costs for that to broker that attention objectively. You know, it's using tools like SEM rush. I mean, it's not that complicated, just you have to know what you're doing. And then, um, so we do that for free, and then can figure out exactly how much they stand to save if they can target the exact same person, but at ninety-eight percent reduction in cost, right? Two dollars a contact instead of two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars they'd have to pen f- spend for the exact same person any other way. Um, and there's uh, some, some pretty a lot of money to be made right now before these these changes happen, like a lot of money in e comm to be made uh, if you can solve these uh, I mean didn't you say you had a, a guest the other day, Brent that that has something like two hundred and some million visitors to their
0: website a month? Um it was um, it wasn't two hundred million but it was a lot. <laughs> it was so, like fifteen know, million or something.
1: Fifteen million. Okay, so so not so still uh, still great. If companies like that can imagine what they could do if they actually could turn those 15 million people into known identities and only pay one time pay one time to resolve their identity and then track them forever 2 dollars right you know yes you're spending some cash some you know a couple million bucks i suppose in that guy's case but most people aren't that big um and if they are that big hopefully they're they're getting lots of money on the back end enough to spend a few million to know who their market is in perpetuity and then once they have first party data, or once they have that data, that's actually second party, they have like just the website visitor stuff alone. You know, you can solve that. You now you have like, it's like a a crazy possibility. So my plug is, is whether through us or someone else, start knowing who your website visitors are by name, and do it at a reasonable uh, uh, CAC. And you're going to be way ahead of anyone else selling your product probably
0: that's great know your visitors by name i love that one all right tyler yeah, uh cool. thank you it's been a great conversation today i really i really appreciate you being here and um uh, i'll put all the thanks show notes coming, Brent. yep i'll put the show notes yeah. on the on the episode and uh, have a great afternoon
1: yeah you too man uh thanks for being here everyone
0: Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week. This episode is brought to you by the Magento Association. Join today at magentoassociation.org forward slash join. Be part of a great and vibrant Magento community.